When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the podcast that reminds you that UFC champion means ultimate fighting championship champion. <laughs> it's true. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a real ATM machine situation up yeah, here. Yeah. The redundancy school of redundancy. Uh, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. We're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today... Today, we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about the UFC. UFC. Yeah. I, I'm excited about this one. This is, like, if there was anything that would be up our alley to talk about the, like... Just the stereotypes and the yeah. er- eroticism and the gay and the anti-gay, like just. I mean, I figure if anybody wants an MMA fighter up their alley, it's you. So, like, <gasps> boy, <laughs> I and and one in particular, <laughs> oh, we'll yeah. get to it. Okay, <laughs> but first, feedback. No, I'm still reflecting oh, oh, on sorry. this. <laughs> this dude, so give me Great. a moment. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I wanted to read some feedback that we got on Discord. Yeah. So, um, Okay. Hey, Mike and Kyle and fucking Dan, not to give feedback on people's feedback. I, I fucking Dan had nothing to do with this. So, but, <laughs> so that's in parentheses. But um, uh, just finished listening to the latest episode about decluttering. Great episode like most. I am a person on the autism spectrum and gen- generally not a very tidy person, though I am an organized person. You spoke about an Airbnb that had everything labeled and called the guy crazy and weird. I'm not saying that the person was autistic, but it could be. But it could also be other types of mental disabilities. This I uh, found offensive and quite unexpected from you two, especially as you uh, are such advocates of mental health with your sponsors. Uh, I've attached a picture of my workspace supply closet. I've organized and labeled everything so things can be easily found and quickly handed out to employees. This helps me and my coworkers work efficient. But it is my autism that has helped me give structure to my workplace. I'm not mad or angry with you, just surprised at your response. I don't expect an apology, but please try to do an episode on having autism and being gay, LGBTI+, and what challenges that comes from. And that is from Osfast on Discord. Great. Um, and I'm yeah, I'm glad for that feedback. And I agree that would be a really interesting episode to do. And I also... Um I have a lot of feelings about the feedback, which I like sort of haven't really talked to you about much. Mm-hmm. So here we go, live on the air. Sure. Um, one thing I absolutely wholeheartedly agree with and have no problems confronting and saying is I apologize for using the word insane mm. to talk about this person because I listened back through that after we got the feedback and I was like, did I really say that? Oh. Yeah, I, I called him crazy and, and used the word insane. And those are, I think, I think two words that I would like to eliminate from my vocabulary. I can't promise that I'll be a hundred percent at it because old habits die hard. And I, but I, I, I apologize for using those words. I, I think that um, they're stigmatizing to people with mental health issues and um, are, aren't really necessary or clever. And so I'm sorry for that. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I absolutely, there are certain things where I, like I know with like my mental health issues that I know if someone comments on them or, or doesn't, doesn't understand them, it's really frustrating. So yeah. there are other areas of, of mental health that I don't understand. And yeah, like I can absolutely understand and like the frustration around uh, something that is representative of your, of a you know, manifestation of your mental health thing and, and being like either made fun of or looked down on or, or jokes when I get that, that, that sucks. So yeah. Um, 
definitely not something I want to do. And that person should not own Airbnbs. Okay. <laughs> I disagree. Wait, you can't dig into that perspective? Like, really? It is a subpar experience for the renter. I disagree. Okay. That's, that's, okay. That seems like a perfect Airbnb for you. You like things to be organized, a label of knowing exactly where to put something. It's like perfect. Like that's your entire thing is like being very prescriptivist and you like order and organize and direct, like here's the instructions to do exactly what, what to do. Hey, I'm with you on all of that. Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I think, and, and like I have, ADHD diagnosed, medicated for it. Like there are systems and structures like that, that save my fucking life. If they were not in place, I would not get shit done. Like they have to be there for me to even engage and do it. I think that this, the, we already talked about it. The experience at that place, I just was like riddled with anxiety about like, mm. oh fuck, there's like eight people in this place. And what are the chances that all of this shit is going to end up right in the very meticulously labeled exact place that it's supposed to go. And I just, I had anxiety for all of us. I had anxiety for the owner. I just like, it had the, it had the effect of me just like n- not wanting to touch anything and just like walk from room to room and um, it's like me in a bathhouse. <laughs> I would rephrase what you're saying then of that kind of Airbnb is not a right one for you because it gave you all of those feelings of anxiety and difference. Sure. Cool. Um, thank you for the feedback. Here's the news. <laughs> Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News, news, news. News the first. Oh, sure. Sure. All right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Sure. Let's go. Let's go. Um. Uh. So Florida. Florida's doing it again. The House Bill fifteen fifty seven, which is known as the quote parental rights in education bill, has passed their house. Are we talking trans or critical race theory? This is. <laughs> those are the two options that I see coming. Uh. It prevents schools from talking about lgbt plus people oh quote in primary grade levels or in a manner that is not age appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students uh lgbt plus advocates are calling it the don't say gay bill Mm. um which allows parents to bring legal action against schools if florida teachers discuss gender identity and sexuality or even encourage classroom discussion about lgbt plus people um so okay there's a new quarter that is featuring a black woman poet. Yeah. Like what? Well, you can't say her name. Like, well, I don't know. Like there's a person now on the quarter. It's very, it's big news. It's, it's important. It's historic. Yeah. Uh, you might make my white kid why. feel bad about himself. We can't have that. <laughs> I don't know. It was it, my angel. Uh, yeah. But. Yep. 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 Um, Oh, it sorry. It's going to the House uh, floor. It passed the House Education and Employment Committee on Thursday along party lines. Um, and now it goes to the House floor for a vote. This is OK. Along party lines, we like, you know, sometimes people either religion or politics are like, oh, like you don't make fun of like my my group. Not everyone in religion, in politics or whatever is you know, there, there are LGBT people like Republicans and I'm Republican. And like, you know, just because we have different blah, 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 blah. 
it passed along party lines. There's one party, the Republican Party, that is actively working to yep. damage and destroy us. <laughs> I'm totally fine attacking the Republican Party. Yeah. I, I, I'm fine joking about it. I'm fine talking about how shitty they are. And I don't care if you belong to them because you are part of an institution that is ruining, like, uh, making it really hard to be LGBT. Well, and Justin Buttigieg, uh, the husband of our transportation secretary, Pete, uh, said on Twitter, quote, this will kill kids, Ron DeSantis, who's the governor of Florida. You are purposely making your state a harder place for LGBTQ kids to survive in. In a national survey at Trevor Project, 42% of LGBTQ youth seriously considered as- attempting suicide last year, and now they can't talk to their teachers? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, it, I mean, it's... The Republican Party is doing that. Yeah. You're ab- absolutely, absolutely right. So the Republican Representative Joe Harding, who introduced the bill, says the legislation is about, quote, defending the most awesome responsibility a person can have being a parent. I am terrified by and fucking enraged by the idea that any old willy-nilly parent gets to decide what their kid can and can't have access to because mm. they're their kid. Mm. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you and your parental horse shit. Like you're it's it is not it is not society's job to help you filter things from your kid's brain because you are afraid of ideas. Like it's the reason like public or school is mandated. Like or is that everywhere? Or is, in Texas, like you are legally required to like your kid is legally re- required to be in school. Same in Washington. Through. Okay, I don't know if that. Um, and that like the the entire purpose of that is so you learn shit and can like learn and grow and like it's this exact information that you may not be getting at home. Yep. And that they're trying to prevent us elsewhere, but like that's the entire point of the reason we we require that to require education and then say, but only what the parent wants you to learn. It's like uh, homeschool your kid. Like you, right. if you don't want them to get the benefits of why we require education in the first place, like, yeah. Yeah. Which is the liberal version. If you, if you don't like it move, but yeah. I, like, I still stand by it. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> well, like, yeah, you don't get to decide that school should be non like no s- critical race theory. And by that, I just mean American history. Like no gay people. Like, <laughs> you, you want your version of education taught to your kids. So your version of education, do you remember geometry? Go home and teach them your own fucking geometry. Like yeah. you're, you're going to be bad at teaching your kid because you don't know everything. And that's the entire point of public education. Yep. Yep. Boy, we got worked up, Kyle. You almost spilled your drink. I almost knocked my drink over. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll keep watching this one for sure. I think just because it's so dangerous and um, has the potential, like a lot of legislation, like it, it gets tried in one place and then as soon as it's successful, it spreads like fucking herpes all over the place. So yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, news the second. Yeah. Okay. News the second. Uh, Louis Anderson's dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, is a, a, a comedian. And um, you know who he is? Or yeah. You like I? He I, did that cartoon TV show, Louie. Is that the yeah? Name of it? Which I remember growing up. Yeah, very funny. And he hosted Family Feud. And he hosted Family Feud. Yeah. Uh, he died Friday at a hospital in Las Vegas. And reading I'm just through, curious why we care. Okay. Right, great, 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 great. Well, so the Advocate has an article about him, and I was like, oh, oh well, I wonder why. Yeah. And so I started started reading reading that, and the first paragraph, not a great start, Advocate. 
Louis Anderson, a comedian much loved by LGBTQ plus audiences as well as others, has died of cancer at age 68. That's I'm not bought in yet. Like oh, why uh, we care. Oh, like, okay, yeah, yeah. Like, like it's it feels like the obituary version of gay people are saying. Well, like, <laughs> but watch out, because that's this is what happened with Betty White. That's like pretty almost dead on um dead on <laughs> to what they said, like what all the news outlets said when Betty White died. So like Okay. It, uh, Okay, so he's was always very quiet about his private life. He married his high school sweetheart in 1985, but the marriage lasted less than a month. Is what's what's the gender of the person he married? Uh, female. Okay. Um, um, has never never publicly said he was gay, but in the 1990s he was blackmailed by a man named Richard Gordon, who said Anderson propositioned him for sex at a Vegas casino in 1993. And Anderson paid him a hundred thousand dollars to keep quiet, and but he came back with a demand for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars more. So that's when Louis Anderson went to the police and uh, arrested Gordon in two thousand in an undercover sting operation. He was convicted and imprisoned for extortion and bribery. Um, a fellow comic, Tom Rhodes, once accused Anderson of groping him at a comedy club in the eighties, and uh, he made the accusation part of his stand-up act. And then uh, Louis Anderson talked about it in a 2018 interview with the Tampa Bay Times. Quote, I really regret that Tom felt put upon and felt uncomfortable. I had no idea. I was a big flirt back then. And so that's a possibility that that happened. And I regret that. Hmm. I regret that he would be put in that position. And I'm truly sorry for it. Um, and uh, there's, there's, a, there's a whole bunch more stuff. But apparently, Louis, I had no idea. Louis Anderson has all of these like gay rumors slash probably gay things about him yeah huh no i didn't know that either yeah now you do yeah <laughs> trying to figure out how much i care oh still oh that sucks uh if you know we don't know it's true because you know the the ideas we believe whatever people tell us about their orientation if someone hasn't told you they're gay then they might not be or you know but like um the idea that someone might be closeted their whole life and and um yeah, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I, I think especially generationally, right? Like yeah. there's there's more, I think it's more prevalent among the over 65 crowd or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I did not know this. Did you know that he won an Emmy in 2016? For baskets. For playing a woman. I had no idea. Oh, um, I think is baskets the show Care, my favorite murder Karen Kilgariff writes for. pretty sure she writes on that show fucking dan's on assignment or... <laughs> <laughs> uh, when he won his emmy he said quote i haven't always been a very good man but i play one hell of a woman <laughs> this is for my mother orazella anderson who i stole every nuance shameful look cruel look loving look and passive aggressive line from i'm pretty sure my mom orchestrated this from the great beyond it's it's interesting because a cis dude playing a woman again has different vibes if you're actually queer or not like yeah yeah it also like why is it okay for comedy right like like it, it um also was he playing a trans woman or was he playing a cis woman like there, yeah there's a lot there's a there's probably a lot to that yeah Karen Kilgariff is a writer on or was I guess the show might be over. 
Yes, the show's over, but Karen Gareth was a writer on it. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Well, anyway, Louie Anderson may or may not have been <laughs> on our team, <laughs> but now he's in the dugout. I, I, <laughs> does anyone call it that? Is that a thing? Okay. <laughs> I, I, can't, I mean, it makes sense, actually. Yeah. Okay. News the last. Please. Uh, Adam Rippon is married. I saw, okay, I didn't know. He re, he reposted like one of those, you know, like shitty ads that like promote like, you know, like which celebrity is super fat now? And it like, you know, they Photoshop some. Anyway, there's like, there's a thing that says Adam Rippon, uh, she's married now or something like that. Oh, and yeah, he yeah, yeah. retweeted that. I was like so happy for her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, he, he's been, he's been hilarious. Um, uh, Olympic figure skater Adam Rippon revealed that he secretly tied the knot with his Finnish fiance on New Year's Eve. And then later finished on his fiance. Yeah, he did. Um, uh, Jesse Pekka JP Kajala is his name or Kahala? I don't know. I don't speak Finnish. Started, uh, they started dating in 2018 after meeting each other on Tinder. So they're the ones. They didn't. No, that's what you tell other people. They met on Grindr. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, they got engaged in February after the pandemic forced them apart for almost a year. And uh, I, I I, love this so much. Uh, his Instagram announcement of it said, quote, surprise, we are married. One afternoon, JP and I looked at each other and said the very classic romantic phrase of let's just go do it now. <laughs> so we did and then after they got married <laughs> um he said this was the other my other favorite quote about the whole thing the uh he said a good portion of the wedding was just paperwork followed by a ceremony in an office and he said that the ceremony was in an office quote filled with decorations that looked like something you would get from the dollar store if you knew that you had a wedding in five minutes <laughs> <laughs> just being so cunty i love it <laughs> And also, like, uh, kind of uh, talk about stereotypes. You think of Adam Rippon, like, uh, my stereotype of what he would be into would be a big, lavish, fancy wedding and yeah. be the, the gay, like... Sequins everywhere. Me. So many sequins. <laughs> he plans an entrance that involves, like, it's on ice and he skates in. Or, I don't know. You know, like, yeah. and he's wearing a bridal gown. Like, I just there's a thing I picture for him that is very much a stereotype yeah. based on kind of him being more feminine. Like mm-hmm, that's a, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. that's a, I still have some of these things in spite of talking about this for so long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I still have some of those ideas and, and that's completely different than what I would have expected. And so I like that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And, and like his husband's hot. Yeah. Which, you know, I would watch them. Fuck. Sure. <laughs> um, that's it. <laughs> Great. That's the news. <laughs> um, speaking of people who, I don't want to say that I'll watch you because that's very personal and a <laughs> uh, decision that should come to consensually between both parties. But uh, the following, we have Patreon members to talk about this week. Yay! Um, if any of you signed up because you wanted to be the only one, you didn't. You have failed. You didn't do it, <laughs> <laughs> and that's on you. Uh, thank you to Alexander Moss. Oh, kind of, I think I nailed that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, unlike the following name, which is Andy Bonelin, Bainline, I think is how we decided that that's supposed to be said. I'm gonna say Bonelin. Okay, <laughs> that sounds vaguely sexual. Uh, Joe, just just Joe, just Joe, no E. Um, and oh, J O J O. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did I not even? Okay. And David Marquez. Oh, hey. Hey, hey, girl, hey. Marquez? Do you pronounce the S at the end of a Q-U-E as if he's French? David Marquis. Um, thank you to all of our marquee sponsors. Uh, uh, if you want bonus episodes, content, um, and you know, just support us, go to patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, and everybody, just so you know, whether you were a new patron or not, all of our patrons at all support levels are invited to our quarterly zoom happy hour. They're super fun. We have them on a totally normal and understandable cadence of the first <laughs> Wednesday of the second month of each quarter. Uh, which means that the next one is uh, indeed um, next week. So, you uh, again, any level of support, uh, you are invited. And Ex- except like spiritual and mental support, you have to be paying us some oh, that's dollar amount. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Active money supporting patron members, but yes, they are, they are a lot of fun. We hang out, chat. <laughs> we talk about us a lot. That's always fun for me. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's a blast. So, so Wednesday, February second. At 6 p.m. Pacific time is the next quarterly Patreon Zoom call. Buy yourself an early Valentine's Day gift and get your us. Get your us on. (laughs) (laughs) Our long-running Patreon tagline, get your us on. (laughs) You want to talk about UFC? Let's talk about the UFC. Um, So I don't know if people know this kind of shit. I'm going to talk about the history of UFC, Kyle. Sure. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Okay, great. Um, UFC stands for Ultimate Fighting Championship. As we learned. As we learned. Um, But also, a distinction needs to be made between UFC and MMA. Yeah. And MMA stands for Mixed Martial Arts. And uh, UFC is just one example of MMA. So... All UFC fighters are MMA, but not all MMA is UFC. Yeah. If you're playing football, the NFL is a, a place to do it. The UFC is a place to play to do MMA. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, let's start, though, real quick with, like, have you ever watched it? Do you follow it? I don't follow it at all. I don't care. I think it's barbaric and horrifying and... Um, and I'm too direct when I watch uh-huh. it. Um, In what other ways are you like John McCain? <laughs> he didn't like MMA? We're going to get to that in <laughs> oh, a little really? bit. Oh, yeah. really? Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, he... Uh, he. <laughs> 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 now I'm going to talk about John McCain. Um, I, uh, no, I, I don't watch it. I, I don't... I, there are some sports that, like, I, you know, I'll, I'll watch football or something and... I'll, I'll get into it and care or soccer tennis. Like there are a bunch of sports like I, this. I think I would watch and be very uncomfortable by both. I think it's horrifying and ridiculous that people do this. And also it's like kind of sexual. And, and I like would be uncomfortable watching that around a bunch of people that are like not there at all for the sexualness. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I was reading through the rules and the moves and everything, I was like, Oh, everything says like submission hold. And Kyle is going to be into <laughs> that. <laughs> I have a second about this later. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe if we get there. Um, what do you do? You watch it? Do you care? Um, no and no. Like I, that was easy. <laughs> I mean, if it's on, I will find myself watching it because it's like a fucking train wreck. How can you? How can you not like get sucked into like these? These two people are beating the shit out of each other and liking it. I guess I don't <laughs> know. It's 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 just I can't not watch like. I, I very much like have to just 
okay, I believe people should be able to do what they want with their bodies and and everyone's consenting. I I think it's different than NFL where they are intentionally making shit tons of money I think off of a uh, and not caring about people's health or safety, like that's a there's a different vibe and different reasons. I don't like that, and so many people, especially growing up in Texas, are pressured to. That's what you do as a dude. Like that's yeah, yeah. like that's how you learn teams. Like so, I have different feelings about that. That I hate. I don't like the NFL or football. This feels different in that I don't think anyone is like you have to growing up. Like you must be an MMA fighter, yeah. small like little Johnny at seven. Like I don't think that that's like the vibe it gives us and, and people clearly just choose to do it because they want to so yeah. like I, I guess i support it yeah yeah um i guess i support it <laughs> 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 okay so more about mma cool people have been creatively beating the shit out of each other for <laughs> centuries yes. Kyle. <laughs> that, okay that is part of it is like it is human nature i think in a weird not not mine not my human nature but is human nature to just like what if we beat the shit out of each other <laughs> and see what happens yeah I, it's just, yeah we've yeah um so in ancient china there was a combat sport called uh lei tai which is a no holds barred mixed combat sport it combined chinese martial arts boxing and wrestling similarly in ancient greece there was a sport called pankration um which is pretty similar to modern mma in a lot of ways so it was wrestling and boxing at the same time and like basically had no rules and it was first featured in the 33rd olympiad in 648 bc Hmm. Um, everything was allowed with the exception of biting and gouging which were banned the fighters were called pancratiasts that sounds like a delicious like French like at a patisserie. Like, you're like I would like one pen crotty. Yeah, I, I prefer mine with chocolate. <laughs> um, uh, they fought until someone could not continue or signaled submission by raising their index finger, hmm. and there were no rounds. And uh, according to E. Norman Gardner, quote: No branch of athletics was more popular than the pencration. And then the Chinese and the Greeks aren't aren't the only two. There's like all kinds of MMA from all over the place. This is a, Mm. yeah, that's a sculpture at the Uffizi of of the um, Pancratium. And look at the there. Look at that body. Yeah, they're like a stone carving of just the most. Like when you carve it out of stone, I guess you can put all the muscles everywhere. Yeah, and that's (laughs) what they've done. Yeah, and then they naked. Yeah, they naked and wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing this statue. It was very awkward because I was with my wife at the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, honey, I have no feelings about this. Let's continue moving. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, MMA and, and stuff like it has been around for a fucking bajillion years. But UFC itself, which is the pur- purpose of today's episode, um, is uh, it started in 1993. So it's relatively new. In the grand scheme of things, it was founded by business executive Art Davey and Brazilian martial artist Rorian Gracie. And the first one, which they're numbered, UFC 1, happened. Like the individual fights? The individual fights, yeah. Wow. Like not not each individual fight, but each individual event. Each mm. evening of fights gets, gets a number. Yeah, so UFC, UFC number one. Uh, was in in uh, 1993 at the McNichols Sports Arena in Denver. 
Do you remember when MMA and UFC started to pop up in like our culture? Do I remember it? No. I mean, in 93, you were still like pretty young, I guess. Like, yeah, I remember pretty strongly, like all of a sudden having conversations on the playground about like, can Taekwondo beat Kung Fu? Oh. And, and um, that is very much part of the early branding, early marketing of UFC. They said, even in one of their ads, they said, quote, can a wrestler beat a boxer? Hmm. So at the very beginning, the, the purpose was to figure out which martial art was the best one hmm. and um that's a, that's some good marketing there that's some good positioning that I, yeah yeah for sure and uh it had minimal rules there were no weight classes um and it was it was pretty violent and like, and beat the shit out of each other see what happens beat the shit out of each other and because there were no weight classes there were also these like massive size differences like there was um there was an example of 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 about that um there was a 400 pound difference between between mm. between the two people fighting um, man i'm gonna be that's that's so hot okay. <laughs> i love size differences but like okay. <laughs> um yeah okay so ufc bouts take place in the octagon which um ufc owns the rights to octagons now i guess sorry stop signs there's a new octagon in town (laughs) exactly i don't know how do you how do you how do you patent a shape or like this is horseshit we should draw like the most sides that's ever been drawn and and just patent it to have it what's the gayest shape (laughs) (laughs) um i'm gonna guess like kind of a wavy s (laughs) (laughs) okay i like that um but the octagon was like they took a long time to arrive at that being their thing so because ufc didn't uh, mma didn't have this like unifying hear the rules structure type of world when ufc was founding all these dudes were getting together talking about like well what should it look like because there's no right answer they wanted it to look different than a boxing ring Mm. or a wrestling mat they wanted something that was going to be iconic and stand out and um uh, some ideas and suggestions when they were figuring this out included a traditional roped ring surrounded by netting a moat with alligators what are you fucking i mean i guess if we're blue skying this and just you know everything's you know let's you know. a raised platform surrounded by razor wire fence jesus christ uh electric fence Men in togas and netting that could be lowered from the ceiling by a pulley. (laughs) Uh, Eventually, they designed an arena with eight sides surrounded by chain link fence, which is the trademarked octagon. And like that is big enough that like, even though I don't care about follow anything like the octagon, I know about that. Right. Like I previously knew and had heard that word. Yep. Absolutely. Early on, they used the tagline, there are no rules. And uh, but they did have some rules. It, uh, biting was banned. Eye gouging was banned. And uh, they did not allow, allow hair pulling, head butting, groin strikes, or fish hooking. Hmm. You know what fish hooking is? You're fisting the air. That's not what fish hooking is. Oh, no. Oh, like you grab your mouth, fingers like, in that? mouth, and pulling. Yeah. yeah. Man, all the fun things. This is sounding less gay now that you talk about it. Okay. Uh, In 1996, Senator John McCain saw a tape of the first UFC events and immediately found it, quote, abhorrent. Mm. 
Uh, he led a campaign to ban the UFC. I'm sorry, war hero John McCain? <laughs> disapproved of the violence of this. <laughs> there's some, there's some, maybe that's why he died. So he didn't have to explain the, like, to me, these are very much in the same camp. Like, I'm now I'm being serious. Like, war and, like, UFC, to me, are in the same camp of dudes trying to be dudes and big dicking each other. Yeah. And, like in a way that's like you you don't know how to just like talk and work things out like i don't know there's there's something gross and masculine and like there's a yeah. lot to that i guess i shouldn't like stereotypically masculine aggressive that i just think it's gross yeah yeah, yeah absolutely well he called it human cockfighting and sent letters to the governor back in okay. <laughs> john mccain thanks thanks republican senator john mccain um, he sent letters to the governors of all 50 states asking them to ban the event, and 36 did. So 36 states banned it. Uh, New York banned it the day before a UFC event, so they had to emergency relocate it to Alabama because, of course, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we got alligators right here if you need them, too. <laughs> yep. So the UFC then was like, oh, fuck, we got to do something about this. And they started working with state athletic commissions. They were redesigning their rules by adding some. <laughs> um, <laughs> they added weight classes. They made gloves mandatory for UFC 14. Uh, kicks to the head of a downed opponent became banned in UFC 15. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, I like this idea of like, the number one rule is there are no rules. Number two, don't fish hook people, please. <laughs> number three, these will all be scheduled at night times. Please attend you know, 30 minutes advance to get ready. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Fight Club is also like sort of the same, mm. the same like grotesque violence, but also time frame, yeah. right? Like yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. the 90s were real big on beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, in UFC 21, they added five minute rounds and that is sort of viewed as when it became a sport instead of just a spectacle. So by April of 2000, states started rolling back the bans on UFC or MMA. How do you feel about the bans about banning this? Do you agree or disagree? Should we be banning this because it's crazy and it's harmful to people? Should we not ban? Cause I don't know. Yeah. It's a good question. I think I agree with the concept in at least philosophically of, of like bodily autonomy. You know, if y'all want to beat the shit out of each other, okay, go for it. Where it becomes problematic for me is when you're being paid to be there mm. and there is a, an oversight to like a corporate overlord <laughs> that yeah. uh, I think makes the question of consent a little more blurry. Mm -hmm. And so I, 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 th I think an argument could be made of jurisdictions saying like, we don't want that here and, and ban it. And they're within their rights to do that. Would I have banned it? Hmm, I don't know. There's also like, we have more important shit to do, but um, 
I don't know. What do you th- what do you think? How do you I like came in here like having gotten to this place and I've thought about this before too because it's a good example of I don't agree with this and think this is horrifying also think people should be able to do what they do. I I think honestly my complaint is not about the individuals doing the thing. It is the corporate structure of this. That's what makes me nervous. The like the possibility to take advantage of someone for this. Like I think you have a similar thing of sex work like great sex work is work do it it should be completely legal and safe but then porn studios okay like that's fine also are they do they have the right rules to make sure it's not coercive to make sure people are being safe that they're you know like yeah so maybe okay maybe i yeah i support the individuals doing it i worry about the the laws that I think should guide it are more about the corporate structure to make sure, like how do we m- make sure this is consensual, that the people fighting are making the money from it, like yeah. that they are benefiting from it. Like, they are not <gasps> porn studios and the octagon are alike in how exploitative they are oh. in how much they're making in profits versus how much they're paying the people that are actually doing it. Um, col- I think it's college football that just recently, um, allowed for college it's like the likeness or whatever to like start making money off of your own personal likeness because like that is a very exploitative like the ncaa like they take advantage and in the past i think whatever i think there were good intentions or ideas behind that that led to like these you know the schools and the athletic directors and departments and companies that show these um, the games like they make a shit ton of money and the actual kids the college kids that are birds also yeah like are that are doing like actually playing are not the ones ben- financially yeah. benefiting from their <laughs> skill yeah yeah and th- yeah that's that's different now but there was a map going around uh, of the highest paid public employee in every state and it's color-coded and like most states it was like the athletic director of whatever the biggest yeah. school is. Yeah. Um, ours was Washington State University. The highest paid public employee was. That has to be the case in, in Texas. I, yeah, I, I would assume so. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So I thought this was really interesting. So at some point, um, the, the, the guys who started the whole thing sold the brand to another group of uh, the Fertitas are their, their their names, but Lorenzo Lorenzo Fertita once said to Fighters Only Magazine, "quote I had my attorneys tell me that I was crazy because I wasn't buying anything. I was paying two million dollars, and they were saying, what are you getting?' And I said, "What you don't understand is I'm getting the most valuable thing that I could possibly have, which is those three letters, <laughs> UFC. That is what's going to make this thing work. Everybody knows that brand, whether they like it or they don't like it, they react to it." I think that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Like brands inherently, like there's a, an entire like uh, legal and marketing, like thing of like the name in and of itself, the brand take all the assets away, whatever. There's a dollar value assigned to the brand because it is any brand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately for gayish, it's right around seven fifty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I mean, dollars yeah, and yeah. cents. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, like pesos or something. I, um, <laughs> uh, so let's see. I'll, I'll fast forward. 
there was an Ultimate Fighter reality show on Spike, which of course it was on Spike, that the straightest channel that's ever, <laughs> straight dutyest channel yeah. that's ever existed. Uh, they started, and then event, but moved to a different network eventually. Why do I know that? Yes, part of my research. Okay, great. Cool. Uh, they bought a whole bunch of other fighting franchises, one of which was called Pride Fighting. Which I like. They bought a whole bunch, but the ones that the one that sticks out is Pride Fighting because I'm like, oh, is this like MMA for queer folks or something? Yeah. No, it's it was a Japanese uh, outfit <laughs> that I think they just don't use pr- the word Pride the same way that we do. <laughs> the idea of Pride Fighting not being something gay is right. very funny right? to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, they added women in 2012, and uh, so, <laughs> women got a fight for. All- every right imaginable including the right to beat the shit out of each other like <laughs> god we don't like we hold they have to fight for every single thing including the right to fight jesus yeah. uh strike force bantamweight champion ronda rousey uh was the first female ufc champion uh the first olympic medalist with a ufc title and the first woman to defend a ufc title she would successfully defend her title six times over a grand total of 1074 days before she was defeated by holly holm in 2015 at ufc 193 and ronda rousey is like i would say the most popular ufc fighter like i don't know that i could name i wouldn't have pulled that out of my ass but like uh, <laughs> Unlike many things, I would not pull. I, I could not pull that. No, but like, I don't know that I can name any others or any others are like. Oh yeah, I know. I recognize that. There's that guy Shamrock. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. And then there's the that McGregor guy. Oh. Yeah. Um, but you're right. You're right. Like they're like names that sail out of UFC seem few and far between. Yeah. And so it's basically if you've heard of them at all, hmm. that's the that's the pinnacle of fame. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, and then I just have a bunch of stuff that's happened in, in UFC history that's gay or gay-ish. Oh. Uh, they um, they started working with a Las Vegas queer center and GLAAD to promote HIV awareness in 2012. Um, What's the tie-in there? The tie-in there is because UFC and MMA have associations with blood sport mm. and having blood be a big thing, mm. just like in boxing... HIV and serosorting, we didn't have prep. Like, there's a lot of fluids happening. <laughs> we, we need to have HIV health be part of the conversation about the sport. Well, it, I would hope also like the education of like you're you're not going to bleed on someone, and now they're suddenly like at risk of HIV. Like, right. ho- like there's an education part that I, I think, especially during the AIDS crisis, like people just didn't understand how it worked, and they were like, oh, they're like this person has AIDS and they bled and they like, it got in the pool. Now I'm going to catch it. Right. So everyone has to get out, you know, like Greg Luganus and all of that. Yeah. Um, they had their first trans female fighter in 2013. So that seems early. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. In, in 2014, there was a UFC fighter here in the United States that made, uh, a splash when during his way in he pulled his pants down and was wearing bright pink underwear that said legalize gay on the back uh he lost that <laughs> that match <laughs> um let's see there's there's a lot of transphobia that happens like every trans woman that has been in ufc has suffered from all of the shit that you would think would happen including a lot of cis dudes that are competing in the dude side of the sport talking about how unfair they think it is and blah 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 mm-hmm. okay I'll, uh, the last two things there uh 
there are many, many lesbians in UFC, zero gays. There have been zero gays that have been at the level of UFC. Now, there have been some that have like talked about it afterwards. There are some that have reached like minor league status or whatever, but at, at least, um, uh, at least as of in 2021, anyway, um, there were, there were 600 male fighters compared to 107 women. Um, but there is, there were no open homosexuals and, uh, at least according to this source, you're making a face that says you're going to tell me otherwise. No, no, bit. no. I was looking at like <clears throat> MMA and UFC. I had to like pay particular attention. Our episode is about UFC, which I'm like that. That's I'm glad we're talking about that. So I have to look back at like, no, I, 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 I do not have contrary. Inf- I will tell you about an MMA, MMA fighter. Yeah. But yeah, uh, there is a lesbian couple that are both competing in UFC oh, in the same weight class. Not in the I same weight not. class. <laughs> I don't know how you survived beating the shit out of your like wife. Yeah, I guess I guess I'm done. Oh, um, Mark Diakis uh, is a, a, a UFC fighter who is straight and has kids, but posed for an uh, edition of the Gay Times in 2017, mm-hmm. um, and is a is a advocate for us, an ally or whatever. But you said every gay man's favorite thing, which is I guess I'm done. <laughs> I guess I'm done. I love when when I hear that phrase. Um, the, the, I wrote down just I didn't have a thing for it, but like Liz Carmuch uh, Carmuche in 2012 was the first openly gay UFC fighter. Okay, that makes sense. And the answer to your question for sure is different different weight classes, but um, mm, yeah, great, 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 great. Amanda Nunez is is her name. She's the current UFC bantamweight and featherweight champion. And is openly gay, and she's in a relationship with UFC fighter Nina Ansaroff, who is ranked number five in the strawweight division. They got engaged in 2018 mm-hmm. and became the first same-sex couple to compete in the UFC. And uh, they had a baby in 2020 and named her Reagan Ann Nunes. Aww. Yeah. Anyway, I, mean, I would not want to piss those lesbians off. That's for goddamn sure. They're playing football players that beat the shit otherwise, but that's not oh. legal. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, not a good idea. Not consensually. Um, okay, I talked a lot. Cool. Um, I'm going to talk. Do it. Now. Tell me things. Um, I want to tell you, I grabbed some quotes from articles about the gay or homoerotic nature of UFC. Yeah. And I want to read through them and, and discuss. Huh. I'm going to, I think uh, rather than, I think I need to do this now, potentially take the wind out of our sails on the UFC jokes, but like have a serious conversation about like, is it okay? Or like the jokes about how gay it is or how homoerotic it is or all that shit. Like, is that okay? Is ultimately like where we're going to get to, but like, we'll see. I forgot to talk about the dude that when he would knock out his opponents, he would air hump them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like about to say hot then I'd be like, oh wait, that's, there's some weird rapey vibes to that. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, no, I don't have that. Uh, he, he was not one of my quotes. <laughs> um, from a 2012 Extra article by Jeremy Feist, quote, I mean, all it is is a bunch of hot, rough trade, hot, rough trade spooning each other. Trade spooning. That doesn't make sense to me. Hot, rough trade spooning? Yeah. Sign me up. What's that What's that mean? <laughs> hot trade spooning? Rough trade spooning. Oh, hot, rough trade spooning spooning what does rough trade mean uh isn't that just like 
I should look this up. I don't. I'm going to cut all this. This is not a, interesting, but I don't understand what that quote my my own quote means. Rough trade is a slang term for a masculine working class man who has sex with men. So r- rough trade is like oh. blue collar, greasy, like. I had no idea that was a phrase. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, all it is is a bunch of hot, rough trade spooning each other and rolling around on the ground, sweaty and shirtless, their top bodies straining against each other. Excuse me a minute. I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> Which that's mm. fairly, <laughs> that's fairly representative of like, you know, when gay people talk about it, like the, the jokes we make that I've made that, you know, whatever. Like, so, it's like, um, uh, another uh, quote. Uh, well, I should really like it. You had two nearly naked hot men rolling around on top of one another, trying to dominate each other. And just in case you don't know, that's gay porn with a different ending. Yeah, that is a quote that was taken during a debate in New York about whether to legalize MMA. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and it's inter- the information you said helped inform some of the things that I read. Wow. Yeah. S- synergy. Synergy. <laughs> Gay synergy. Great. Which I think it's just called synergy. Um, <laughs> uh, that was said by Daniel O'Donnell, Great. Rosie O'Donnell's openly gay brother and New York assembly member. At least he was at the time. Had no idea. There's a lot of information. <laughs> was he pro or anti- UFC MMA. I don't know what he actually said. I don't. I didn't read about the debate side because I didn't think I cared about that. But then you mentioned. I don't know what his what his uh, because Rosie O'Donnell's gay legislator brother, a gay saying don't like let's ban this sport because it's too much like gay porn. (laughs) The gay using the gay to stop. (laughs) Rosie O'Donnell apparently is an MMA like she loves MMA. Okay, lesbians, man, lesbians. So this art or this gay porn with a different ending, I guess made a thing or like there are like a lot of rounds like of that, that comment that um, uh, I got that and se- several of the forthcoming quotes from an article 2016 vice article by Sarah uh, Kerchak. Uh, she is bisexual and side note. Wow. This episode is all connecting. She's autistic and she wrote a memoir called quote. I overcame my autism and all I got with this was this lousy anxiety disorder. Okay. A memoir. <laughs> so I'll just plug that. She said about this controversy quote, wrapping an ostensibly tolerant stance in your own potential anxiety about sexuality and adding a winking joke on the end is no longer progressive or particularly helpful. And it does a disservice to a sport populated and enjoyed by as many smart and decent people as mixed martial arts can be. Mm. So that's the like counterpoint that, uh, you know, well, what do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, like that's basically just saying, Hey, knock it off. It's not funny anymore. Yeah. And I don't know if you're gay at all. And I'll speak for gay men. Like if, if you're gay at all, here's two shirtless hot dudes, like touching each other. Hmm. <laughs> That's going to, like, I'm going to have sexy feelings about that. And I'm not sorry. That's yeah. just how I'm wired. Yeah. And so I, I, I think that, like, if there's a condemnation of sexualizing what's happening, get over it. Yeah. Because it's going to happen. Yeah. Or the sport's going to go away. Right? Like, like <laughs> Wait, do you believe that? Yeah. Do you think, you think gays prop up UFC? No, but I think that the gays that are watching UFC are, um like, 
what I'm sorry, what I'm saying inarticulately is that like sexy feelings about MMA will go away when the sport does. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> like this will be a yes. And then like, like in the article, she references like as long as there has been these kind of like you described like centuries of MMA style fighting, there has been homoerotic. Like yeah. people have described I forget this article. No, like people have described it as homoerotic. Yeah. Like, that is just comes hand in hand with this. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. How, how do you feel? But, well, okay, but wait, no, no, I want to keep. Okay. I want to keep going at you okay, okay, like great. an MMA fighter. You got your finger humping out. you while you're down. <laughs> I don't know. Um, don't yes. gouge me with that. That's against the rules. I will fish hook your butt though. <laughs> Ooh, it's like Ooh. how does an MMA fighter like finger someone? It's like a fish hook to the ass. Um, uh, God, I want to get fucked by a UFC fighter. Um, Mike. Yes, Kyle. We're talking about something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sexy. There's a homoerotic nature to it. Great. I th- I also think for many things, whether Sean Mendez is gay, I have differing opinions of like, you're allowed to feel what you feel, think what you think, make jokes, discuss it in the privacy and with your friends, with whatever. That's all fine. And there's a difference when you're putting that joke or information or whatever out there publicly. So agree with you on the like, have feelings part. And then what? So there, but like, what about the jokes about it or making comments about that publicly or like, you know, that's a different story. It is a different story, but we're, uh, I think not a hundred percent in alignment on the idea of when you sign up to be in the public sphere, I think that that's the price of admission that yeah. you have to be over that kind of stuff. We're like, we're in agreement that like, I agree that is, that is a known result of what you're doing. I just think that's a shitty known result and they don't, Except that is just that's how life is. It doesn't have to be. How would you feel? Okay, what if Sean Mendez did UFC? I would love that. <laughs> Wait. Then can we call him gay? <laughs> no. No, we can't. Uh, all right. Only if he fished hooked someone's butt with his <laughs> finger. Um uh, Misha Tate, former UFC women's uh, bantamweight champion. I don't know what that means, but that's fine. I didn't care enough. Um, quote, if you're not comfortable with who you are and yourself, that kind of close contact, it doesn't make any sense to me. Someone's sexual preference has nothing to do with it anyway. If you're busy thinking about that when you're fighting somebody, your mind frame is in the wrong place anyway. Yeah, so I I will wholeheartedly agree with that. But like, there are lots of things that sort of sound sexy, sexy or sexual, or even maybe look sexy or sexual. That when you're actually doing it, is absolutely oh. not. Like sex on the beach is stupid. <laughs> Sand is fucking dumb and gets everywhere and is not fun. But like being in a fraternity sounds hot, mm. but the experience is very, very different. Like if you're standing there, sure you're shirtless and sweaty and hitting each other, but like I doubt very much either person, even if they're actually gay, they're they're thinking about sex yeah like they yeah. just there's not well yeah. that and uh, that's kind of the vibe uh, sarah really likes i think f- just from like the articles that she's posted on on vice and stuff i think she really likes mma and i think there's a um it's seeming like the people that are involved in it that like it there's a negative reaction to jokes about it being gay and stuff because it's like this is the part i want to talk about like does reducing that to just like oh that's gay what they're doing even from gay people, like, hmm. does that diminish it? Does that associate something being gay with dismissing it? And is, is that like 
a, a connection to us dismissing gay people and, and not taking gay people seriously? Like, mm. is there something bad about those gay jokes that is like rooted in these like shitty gay things that we associate? If it's gay, it's not as difficult as, or it's not as brutal or I don't, yeah. Like, does that, yeah. there's something there, right? Like, I wonder about like a UFC fighter is the pinnacle of macho, masculine, violent dudedom. Mm-hmm. And if there's a if there's a not so subtle desire to emasculate that person mm-hmm. and um if it's if it's just a, a backlash to that kind of I don't know, being at the apex or something. Like mm-hmm. um there's also a component of like, I think making butt sex jokes about Republicans is hilarious because it bothers them so much. Like, um, I, that's, that's, I think where I'm landing at least for the time being of, I think UFC is particularly homophobic or at least it's audiences. I like got onto this message board that like, oh, I girl. just, yeah, <laughs> it was one of those things that's like, Oh, I found that place in the internet that people talk about <laughs> where it's like, it was just gross and homophobic and horrible. And like, you know, like the worst it was. It, it's, I mean, the lead dude is Joe Rogan, right? So that should say, yes. that should say something about like who's tuning in. <laughs> yes. Yes. It is a, Yes. Um, it, it's also like a weird, um, feeling being on those message boards and being reminded about like, there's some level of privilege that I have of existing, whether it's the city or my friends or that I'm can like have the ability to hide my whatever as much like, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of baggage that comes with like looking at that shit and being like, Oh God, now I remember how shitty the world is, but also yeah. not but also not feeling that every single day like some queer people do so like yeah, i don't know yeah. that was a very weird moment of like being on that message anyway what my point was <laughs> which i had one <laughs> sometimes i think it is an extremely homophobic fandom no one's out that's not uncommon in sports but like you know at least on the male side uh, that that people view it as this masculine thing and and it's it's trying to taking them down a peg. It's like, Hey, that thing that you're so cool on and you hate gay people. It's actually kind of gay. Like, yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's trying to like, I think there's a, a, a point there that is beyond, beyond the joke. The point is like, you're, you're not that cool. Cause you're mask. Like you're not that cool. Cause you think you can beat the shit out of each other. Like, yeah, there, yeah. there's something there that's, that's, a reaction to the homophobia that they're bringing along with them to that sport. Yeah. There's a, I didn't look it up for this. So I'm working from my very shitty memory. I forget what sport it might be UFC even, but there's the guy that, uh, you know how they always do the part where like they're, they're facing off and they're talking shit to each other in front of microphones for like, you don't, you don't know why they get right up close to each other, like nose to nose. And I don't know, just, sweat on each other i don't i, I don't understand <laughs> yeah. that but it's before the match and it's to like yeah i don't know anyway there, there's a, there's a dude that like full-on stuffs this massive just donkey-sized dick uh in his <laughs> in his bulge in his um 
whatever trunks uh, yeah. that you you wear for the sport. I think it's MMA. It might be UFC. Anyway, I'll I'll find it. But it's just it's hilarious because he's poking fun at the fact that like what we are doing is pretty gay, <laughs> and I'm going to do like the gayest version of it possible. <laughs> well, I mean, like they take pictures. I, I think UFC and other among others like boxing or whatever like do this kind of like you know head to head like they're facing it and like you know there's been those memes like you take a picture and it's like UFC like those kind of pregame whatever things look like a gay marriage like a gay <laughs> wedding ceremony if you yeah. like freeze frame it there's uh, something i had at men.com a scene called knockdown fuck down <laughs> i wanted to read the description at least okay. the first part quote during their pre-fight interview malik delgadi surprises the reporters managers and especially his opponent trent king when he leans forward and kisses him on the lips which i think happened in a like yeah. one of those face-to-face like yeah. it's yeah it's like i think one of them like kiss the other guy and then he like flipped his shit because that yeah. was gay and it's like you were you were an inch from his lips already you like you weren't there was yeah anyway, yeah, um, yeah yeah for sure, for sure um and then takes off his robe to reveal a huge boner tenting his boxer shorts after malik delivers a knockdown in the ring he consoles trent with his cock in the locker because <laughs> i know it'll cheer you up <laughs> you want to console me cock is a good way to go anyway yeah yeah, yeah. um I guess I'll, I'll read the last. Uh, Dana White, the president of UFC in 2017, became the first head of a major sports league to welcome gay athletes. Which, like, I read oh. that somewhere and was like, is that? That seems. Yeah. That seems weird. Yeah. So d- did not verify outside. This was on the Daily Beast um, article called Is Ultimate Fighting Gay by Thado Russell. And anyway, uh, Dana White, the president of UFC, at least back then, um, said, quote, any guy involved in grappling is the furthest thing from homophobic in the world. Okay. <laughs> so, like, Dana is, like, admitting, like, <laughs> any a guy grappling another dude, like, there's there's a little gay element you have to be over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, continuing. I honestly think it would have no impact whatsoever with not only our fighters or our fan base. I disagree. Yeah, I disagree too. The guys in UFC, everybody is so cool. It's great sportsmanship. Everybody has respect for each other. I Honestly, it wouldn't be a big deal to me and most of the guys I know in the sport. It wouldn't be a big deal for them either. Hmm. Hmm. I think he's wrong about some of that too. <laughs> totally. Totally. And um, yeah, very uh, – they're – great that great that dana did this in my perfect world i I often feel like on the show like i like criticize shit and it's like but but in the real world i'm like oh you know what you're trying to to support cool give you credit yeah in my perfect world there's a far better way to do that than like describe than like that was kind of it seemed like maybe an interview that this was not a planned statement a little bit like you know you kind of got to dance or like people dance around gay things are saying things outright because yeah, they're like yeah. uncomfortable about it. And, and again, like the reason I'm trying to point that out because like, it, there's a better way I think to do this, but also trying to force people into perfection. That's not the right thing. Like you clunk your way through it to, to get to acceptance, but like gay people belong everywhere. There's a, there's a broader statement of, it doesn't matter if the fans or the, the people like rest wrestling, punching the shit out of each other, like care, because gay people belong everywhere so like it, it doesn't even if no one supported it it's the right thing to do like there, there's other yeah. elements that i wish um could be a part of that statement and but yeah 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 
It's <laughs> if Kyle ruled the world, everybody, it would be different. <laughs> God, we would. We, we, yeah. Uh, do you have something? You do you no. have more? Oh, okay. I was going to do a bit about the uh, uh, the um, <laughs> the Unified Free Church of Scotland, which is also the UFC. <laughs> I almost but... <laughs> did. Yeah. Okay, I've never done this before, Mike. I'm going to give you the choice. I'm oh, going to. Okay. I have two more thing. I, I have like a lot of shit that I like brought and was interested. One for Patreon, one for the main episode. I'm going to give you the choice. Great. What do you want to talk about now? Either uh-huh. gay porn stars Ooh. who have been in MMA. Ooh. Okay. Or a game. Oh, uh, MMA move or sex act? Great, yes. Which one? Let's play the game now. Okay, and, and we'll we'll talk about the gay porn stars in in uh, in the Patreon. Oh God, yeah, the gay, at least one of them. God. Yeah, man. Yeah, boy. Yeah. Okay. Come okay. Back. Okay. Come back. Oh, right. 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 <laughs> well, you picked the other one. Okay. <laughs> MMA move or sex act? MMA move or sex act? Okay. Um, everyone. So I will just pick my my favorites. Okay. Um. Anaconda choke. <laughs> Sex act. It is an MMA move. Shit. A kind of choke hold and arm triangle from the front headlock position is achieved by a competitor trapping the opponent's arm with an underhook. I mean, aren't all of these sex acts for you? <laughs> yeah, anything could be a sex act if you want it to be, I suppose. Okay. But yeah. Um, rear naked choke. Naked choke. Uh, that's a that's sex act. It is an MMA move. God damn it! Which I will talk a little bit. That is how Dakota Cochrane, one of the MMA fighters that I will tell you more about in the Patreon segment, oh. uh, that is called rear because it's from behind them. Um, it's naked because unlike other strangulation techniques in jujitsu or judo, this hold does not require the use of a kekogi or training uniform. So naked meaning like you do not have a uniform or a, like a thing on you while you're doing it. Okay. Very weird. Um, reverse mount. Um, sex act. It is an MMA <laughs> move. Also known no. as North South mount, a position in which the fighters heads are facing opposite directions. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, I've seen that porn. <laughs> uh, ground or pound? Sex act. MMA. God move. damn it. <laughs> Fighter takes the opponent down and pounds the opponent. I, okay. That didn't help. <laughs> um, slick submission. I don't like this game. <laughs> MMA move. It is an MMA okay, move. <laughs> Sneaky fluid moves in a oh. swift effort to bring, bring the fight to the ground. Sneaky fluid. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I like my fluids to be confident and in my face, not sneaky. <laughs> I like my moves like I like my MMA. <laughs> Unlike, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, last one. Full mount. MMA move. That is an MMA move. The joke here is all of these are MMA moves. There's <laughs> none of these are actual sex acts. Fighter is on uh, his or her back with the or their back um, with the opponent on the fighter's chest in the straddle position, makes making it difficult for the fighter to buck the opponent off. I've definitely mm. done that during sex, so don't tell me what it is. Um, <laughs> other ones that are definitively still MMA moves: over under position, mm. uh, rear mount, mm-hmm. the rubber guard, what? suit what. 
rubber guard. Rubber guard, uh, a guard position which the bottom fighter, well, that's a weird label for, you don't know if he's a bottom fighter, uh, brings his, his or her or their leg up on the top fighter's back and hooks the bottom fighter's leg under the top fighter's arm. God, what is this fucking twister? (laughs) (laughs) The only one that is kind of a sex act is there's one called Superman, which like is an MMA move, but like that's a, that's a sex thing. There's submission, submission, hold, submission, wrestling, slick submission, lots of submission. Oh God. (sighs) (laughs) All right. <laughs> yeah, there, it was just like it's one of those things where you're like, you know, we just had this intense conversation about like, is it okay to joke and what's the meaning of it? And it's like, yeah, come on, MMA. Well, like it's it's a, it's it's a little bit on them too. Like if those are your moves, like what are, what am I gonna do with like rear mount? Like what do you want me to do? I don't know. I can't not. What do you? Yeah, it's on them a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a lot, a lot, mostly. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what else about UFC? What else about UFC? Here, here's what I will I will also grant the uh, kind of detractors from making gay jokes. It's not an original joke. It, yeah. it, it's definitely one of those that I lean into and do because it's like it's just so easy, mm-hmm. and people still kind of think it's funny. Mm-hmm. But it's, it is not a novel joke, so I will I will grant them that as mm-hmm. a like if you're looking for comedy, like that's a very easy basic thing that <laughs> that. Um, yeah. I mean, sometimes the obvious thing is the thing you should say. That's true. <laughs> but not, but hmm. like but not necessarily in comedy. Like uh, or but sometimes it, yes in comedy. I don't know. Yeah. Who am I? A writer? Uh, yeah, you are. I try. <laughs> <laughs> um I, yeah, I, did did we did we do it? Yeah, I think we did. Maybe we still have the stuff. porn stars to talk we about. But, like, oh gonna... boy, do we still have the porn stars to talk about? <laughs> um, should we take a break? Let's take a break. Don't break any bones. Punch break. <laughs> this is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back? We're back. We're back. We beat the shit out of each other. I know this is never going to heal. And I didn't even come. Uh, we're going to do our gays and We're going to do our gays and but first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on all social media at Gayish Podcast, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, join us on Discord um, or the Facebook group. Yeah, our hotline. You can send us. Oh, wait, hold on. What? This happened just last week, so I want to be, be clear. There is a Facebook page and then there's a Facebook group. Anybody can follow the Facebook page. We post like our episodes there and stuff like that. But there's a Facebook group. There's that a you, private group. You have to ask to belong to, and it's a, it's a private group, so nobody can see that you've joined it. So just there's two things. There's yeah. two things to do on Facebook. You should do both of them. Yeah, yeah. It's called the Gayish Community is the, the private group. Yep. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails. is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. And our um, email, uh, we have one, and it's where you can deliver. It's like letters, but like they're electronic, um, yep. and you can just do it, like type them. Um, it's gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is post office box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. Uh, let's see. First. Four R's. Four R's. Rate, review, subscribe, and recommend, you fuckers. <laughs> you can uh, rate on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Um, yeah. Those those stars help make us look 
uh, better to prospective people trying to find us. Yeah. We always hover around like a four point something. I think 4. we're 4. like seven this morning. Oh, this. Oh, I, the last I looked at it was like 4.3. So, uh, oh, 4.7. All right. Keep us, keep us going. Keep fighting that good fight. Yeah. Everybody. Like a UFC championship. Yeah, submission hold Spotify mm. until we get the rating we want. <laughs> um, yeah. Please. It really does help us out. You have no idea. Yeah. Rating, and, reviewing, subscribing, and recommending. And so so many of our listeners are, are just because someone said, like, listen to this. And so we very much appreciate anyone who's uh, recommended it. Yeah. Uh, Gaius and Stratus? Yeah, I'll go. Okay, do it. Um, I will. Uh, my... <laughs> My straightest is um, I bought a rug for the entry of my place, mostly because my dog had scratched uh, at the front door because he, like me, is anxious um, and and for like what she's well, anyway. Um, and but it, like m- my door kept like moving it out of the way and not. So I just got black tape, like, okay, black electric tape and taped it down just I don't know. It it kind of blends in because the like the the around it is black, so I think it blends in and looks okay. But I just taped my thing down. That yeah. doesn't feel like the decorganizing recommendation of a super gay homeowner. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it it, it could have been duct tape to extra. That's true. Up, that's like, true. Like, I, yeah. I at least <laughs> blended it with the. Okay. Um. My gayest is uh, we went out the other night to gay bars, which yeah we did. Like, yeah. Things like you, we didn't even talk about the porn that we watched. Oh, oh, I was like, they're what? Like, oh, right. They're like dudes was, wrestling each other in a locker room. Yeah, but there was like, oh, yeah, yeah. But there was like, it was like non-penetrative. It was just like naked dudes fighting kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, we could have, they were like, I mean, faking it, but it was like, yeah, this black and white thing. All of a sudden, someone started like to pretend to like beat the shit out of him in a prison. Guard. It was like, how did they know I'm into this? Like, this is so weirdly <laughs> tailored to me. Um, yeah. At the end of the night. I was, uh, you left and I was standing there and like this <laughs> woman was standing there and I was like, oh, I like your buns. Like, cause I was like kind of drunk and she was just staying there waiting for her Uber and she had these like pink old buns and like we started talking and she was talking about how like she had a rough time and her boyfriend cheated on her. So she wanted to come out to the gay bars and oh. I got to be like this moment of like being the supportive gay dude. Like, yeah. no, you're worth more than that. You do like, he doesn't deserve <laughs> you. I know it's hard, but it's the right thing to do. And then as her Uber got there, she was like, yeah, it's okay. I stabbed him. <laughs> Oh, no. And she starts walking away. And I don't know why. Like, I I didn't. I wanted to, like, figure out if there was another. I don't know why. I just said, with what? And she went, a knife. And got in her Uber. Oh, <laughs> I was just like, I, there's no one else here. I'm, I'm just like, I wanted to be like. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Uh, I love it. Okay. Uh, so that was fun that was a weird night we also met that person who's like not gay but like questioning and i don't think he was i think he was not questioning and just got hit on by gay dudes at a at a gay bar well like but i think it like in an inappropriate way that like had like got his ass touched or something and was like came to us for safety you that was okay that like you left he what like went inside to like pay his bill or something and i was like that's why i was standing there i was like waiting for i i what was invested in this like making sure this dude felt safe like he went inside and it was like minutes later and he didn't come out and i was like and then talked to this girl who's i guess stabbed great great yeah Yeah. anyway what about you uh the gayest thing about me this week is i started watching the expanse and lots of people have said you should watch the expanse and it's on amazon and it's sci-fi and 
I'm really, really into it. But you motherfuckers should have told me how goddamn hot boyfriend is on The Expanse. Uh, boyfriend is? Steven Strait is his name. And there's nothing straight about him in my in my mind, <laughs> in my fantasies. That guy, sweet fucking Jesus, is hot as fuck. And um, so now I'm, I'm watching the whole show, all sure. six seasons. Sure. <laughs> it's also really good and I enjoy it. But like the, the, the first episode, he's like, there's a shirtless scene in, in um, I'm like, done mm. watching it. <laughs> God, yeah. uh, the straightest thing about me this week I, is maybe a little bit of a stretch, but I have lost so much money in the stock market the last couple of weeks, oh. and like I think that like I'm, it's an extreme position of privilege to have money in the market at all, but it is also very straight. I think that, that sentence was very straight. <laughs> yes, no, no, hundred no, percent. And I'm I'm a I'm part of the hotel crew or whatever. Like I'm not I'm not like selling anything i'm I'm a you're part of the what crew hodl h-o-d-l that's what all of the cryptocurrency people say and they they, it's a misspelling of hold because like even though the market fluctuates like hang on to it it's it's straight guy horse shit anyway (laughs) that's that's my that's my straightest this week um and we have a listener's gayest of straightest comes to us from our gayish community page (laughs) Uh, not page Facebook group. Facebook group. Facebook.com slash groups slash gayish podcast. Jeff Anderson Jones says, straightest, it's a sports weekend this weekend. I had no idea. The PBA, Pro Bowling, and Australian Open Tennis. And I've been glued to the TV all weekend. Just a total sports nerd for the nerdy sports. Do those count as sports? Yeah. Okay, cool. Gayest, recommending (laughs) to my straight friend that he should start selling jock straps because he just (laughs) started a female lingerie line in his clothing business and having to explain that I didn't mean white athletic supporters who put a (laughs) cup inside and him liking the idea and he says he's going to start a pride wear line now. Oh, is this going to be like the the Japanese MMA that's pride that has nothing to do with gay shit? Or uh, Rihanna recently started releasing men's lingerie. So he's uh, going to have to go up against Rihanna's lingerie line. I mean... Don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so that is it. Uh, thank you to MMA fighters everywhere, especially Bryson on Sean Cody. God, thank you, Bryson. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Do we have to keep doing stuff? We, what? We, oh, we, th- we need to finish sure. so we can finish. <laughs> <laughs> Beat me up, Bryson. Um, I also thank you to the following Super Gap Bridgers, Josh Copeland, Forrest Nail, Patrick Martin Anonymous, James Barrow, Explosive Lasagna, Christopher Perrell, Jamie Pugh, Kevin Henderson, Tipsy McStumbles, Donald Linsky, Dom- Thomas B., Dusty Sands, A.E. Coleman, Chris Cajatorian, Jerome York, and Cian and Javi. Yeah. Woo. Thank you so much. Uh, well, that is it. This has been Gayish from the Chris Cajatorian Studios. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Till next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. Beat us. Someone. Choke him out. again okay. sorry no worries that venti iced coffee ran right through your head instead of even though it's 43 degrees gay gay not <laughs> gonna be my gayest because i actually have a better one but great